Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
universal and know that, know that someone's loving you. Move it out, Universal and know that know that someone's loving you. No matter how you say it, it only matters what you do. Each day, please take the time to tell someone that I love you. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is Coach Kyrie, and this is Coach K Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Welcome once again, and we sincerely, sincerely thank all of you all for joining us tonight as we had a little technical difficulties going on tonight. But guess what? You just got a preview of what this Mercury retrograde energy is getting ready to be. Lord, have mercy. I think we're going to have to maybe do a whole show for my network about Mercury retrograde because it does start tomorrow morning at 920. That's means there's going to be some technical issues with your computer with communications, maybe some contracts being reneged on. Be careful what you sign, and just think about the trickster. You don't want to be get caught up with the trickster. So we had a little delay. Um, Blog Talk was having some technical difficulty. 
But we definitely appreciate you all for hanging on once again for some time at your night because you know that tonight is going to be epic as usual. Summertime bug bites and things that we put on our skin. Woo! Now, you know the summertime is when the mosquitoes come out. We get close to the ground. We want to walk around barefoot. But guess what? The ants are on the ground, too. <laughs> and they say we have just as much a right to be out here doing what we do as you have. So tonight, that's what we're going to be talking about. The first thing I'm going to do is, of course, you know our proud sponsors, Relaxation is the Key, Original Native Radio, CoachKair.com. Also, tonight we got to go ahead and pay one of these bills and show one of our other proud sponsors, the American School of Symptometry. So just sit back, and we'll be back in 1 minute and 11 seconds. American School of Symptometry is looking for dedicated students who want to learn how to eat scientifically and live a disease-free life. American School of Symptometry is the teaching and training arm of symptometry. We offer three types of scholarships to help you with the cost of educating yourself and learning how to cure disease at the cellular level. That's right, cure disease. Our mission statement is curing is proving. Check us out at symptometry.com. That's S-Y-M-P-T-O-M-E-T-R-Y dot com. You'll be glad you did. Or call us at 708-252-3621 for more information. That's 708-252-3621, American School of Symptometry. It's awesome, baby! Yes, yes, yes. That's what we're looking for. The purpose of the show, the purpose of the show, not only just so you can have information about symptometry, but we are proactive. This is a solution-based broadcast. Everybody, please tweet that or put it in the chat room or Instagram or write it down. This is a solution-based broadcast. And we are looking for people who are willing and desire to be a part of the solution, which we have deemed the American School of Symptometry. Dr. Nardi's goal is 1,000 symptometrists by the year 2015. We need it. Right now we don't have 1,000. We don't have 10, but the school is growing, and we do need some people to come in who are ready to make a difference you ready? You understand and heard the show enough about root cause therapeutics that you have got probably the basics down. You've changed your diet. You've gotten some particulates. You know that this works in your life. Now it's time to start to make a commitment. The summer just came around. We just had the summer solstice. You have all the energy that you need to move forward and say, I'm ready to make a difference. And me, you all know I can't do this show by myself. I have to bring in Experts, that's what I love doing about this panel. I love being surrounded by people who are smarter and more knowledgeable than me, and I have some wonderful scientists, as usual, tonight, and it's every second and fourth Tuesday of the month. So please, y'all, get on your feet, put your hands together for one of the meanest scientists around, I mean, 14 years or 15 years plus, 
of uh, natural Chinese medicine. He used to be a vegetarian for about nine years. Uh, he's a he's he's a great husband. He's a great brother. He's a great son. He's a great mentor. And right now, I want y'all to put y'all hands together for Doctor Charlie Abbott. And the hits just keep on coming. Good evening, Doctor Abbott, and welcome to Coach K Radio. Thanks for tuning in tonight. How you feeling today? Uh, thank you so much, Coach. I'm feeling good tonight. Thank you so much. And I'm only, and I'm just so pleased to say it's all about perseverance. So everyone that <laughs> was able to, everyone that was able to persevere here this evening, will, won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. We got something in store for y'all right here. A lot of big changes are coming up with uh, a lot of symptometry moves. I'm really getting the buzz hearing about when is Dr. Nardi coming to Atlanta. Um, talking to more and more people um, about the Symptometry Book Club. Uh, I was telling Dr. Nardi about how I got ambushed at the farmer's market yesterday, and um, I have decided officially that me, myself, not Dr. Nardi, but I'm going to go into and create a line of T-shirts, and it's going to be called the Food Police and uh, because there's a lot of uh, citations that need to be written and it seems like people are always asking me. I'm over there by the pineapple section, and they say, well, can you tell a good pineapple? Uh, or, Lord forbid, I walk by the kale and I smirk my lips, and they say, you don't eat kale? I say, I don't eat that mess. You never had no kale in my house. And then it just they just jump on me right there. So uh, the sister had so many strawberries in the basket yesterday, and the other sister had so much chocolate almond milk in her basket and, and that took up about 30 minutes of my visit time. So um, I'm going to have to start uh, invoicing the farmer's market for uh, scientifically educating the people. Oh, very good. Very good. That's that's awesome. You know, I was uh, at a uh, at an event on uh, over the weekend, and it was kale rolls and all types of uh, lemonades and things of that nature. So... But I didn't food police, but when they came by to see me, I definitely set the record straight. (laughs) (laughs) We set the record straight there, and they they were very happy to know that symptometry is here and that the train is passing by the station and they have a chance to get on board. to symptometry that can know the truth, feel the truth, the train will stop by everyone that they meet station, and it'll be up to that individual to heed the truth and see how this paradigm actually is worth taking a ride on that train. And I'm really pleased to, to see the changes that are happening out here, just based on the few of us at this moment that are sounding the trumpets for root cause therapeutics. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Get my, uh, get my, uh, get my Facebook on trying to invite a few more people over here. But we have plenty to get the party started, and that's exactly what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a good time, and I'm just encouraged about 
tonight's topic. Now, like I said, you know, it's the summertime, Dr. Abbott, and the mosquitoes, they don't care whether you're black, white, Asian, green, or blue. They are hungry, and they want to be fed. Have you been having some, uh, have, have, I mean, I know you're from the coast, and now you're in Greensboro with all those trees. Uh, what do you think about the upsurgence of mosquitoes and insect bites so far this summer? Well, fortunately, I've been staying out of the line of fire for that, of them. But they, I know they're out there, and with the amount of rain and precipitation that we've had in the past month, I mean, when we look at how our weather patterns have been, they've, they have lots of uh, nest and larvae ready to hatch, perhaps. But um, the good thing about symptometry is is that once you clean up your blood, they pretty much don't like to hang out and bother you so much. So I haven't really had a a major interaction with them this year. And even looking back to last summer, it wasn't really anything that I, I noticed that I, I was getting bitten a lot was by mosquitoes. But the mosquitoes, the ants, you know, now ants are another story, you know, because they're always out. And they dig holes and are around, so if you're outside cutting your grass or something, you can run over an ant hill. But what I've found, especially in, in, in my garage, has been the, the spiders. So I, I make sure that I'm armed and ready for the spiders right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, uh, one thing I'm gonna just jump right in. You said that once you clean the blood up, the mosquitoes are not too heavy on biting you. Now, recently, uh, I definitely had a battle back here going on in my backyard, and um, I went to get some get some. I went to get some spray. I was looking for citronella plants. I was looking for all kind of stuff. And so I ran into a vegetarian at the uh, Home Depot, and he said, well, if you eat plenty raw garlic, they just will not leave you alone. I mean, I mean, I mean they will leave you alone. They just don't like garlic. He said, I, just, I eat plenty, plenty, plenty of garlic. Now, you, Dr. Abbott, former vegetarian yourself, you know all about the uh, scientific aspects of, of garlic. What? Are your insights, or what runs through your mind when you hear that statement? Eat plenty of raw garlic. I, I I really want to just scream because although you'll smell like something that repels anything, it's what's going on on the inside that you have to really take notice to because garlic can cause many problems because they are cell trippers. It trips the cells and they can cause tumors or tumor gains or lumps. So someone will say, all right, well, we can eat garlic and it will repel the smell even of people that you don't want, that you don't want to be around. Just eat some garlic and, you know, the garlic will just emanate off the person's breath and even come out of their pores. 
but just eating raw garlic and especially if someone has another you know some other type of blood disorder or disease eating raw garlic could actually make it worse so they don't have to worry about the mosquitoes but about their blood becoming even more dirty and acidic mm, mm. so the first part is mosquitoes don't like garlic but the second part the low end is you stand the chance of dirtying your blood up by eating raw garlic that's correct and, and and causing tumors where where your your cells will trip and break down. Now, of course, somebody listening to this show live or on a um, or on download, and they're saying, "I ain't never heard of that before." And I eat garlic all the time. My mama eats garlic, and I ain't got no tumors. Um, what what do we say? Like, is it supposed to be an instant tumor, or it takes it, it, it takes time, or uh, how do we respond to those people? Well, you know, we're made out of 75 trillion cells, and if if the cells if the cells break down too fast, then there can be problems. And a person who hasn't says, "Oh, well, they don't have a tumor." How would they know that until a obvious tumor is presented? So, you know, there's there's clumps and our blood doesn't always flow the way that it should constantly. But perhaps the person, if they go into and if they eat an enzyme at an enzyme surplus, then more than likely they won't experience that right away. But down the road, continually eating raw garlic will eventually cause problems. If If not tumors, it could cause other problems because everything in our body is connected and it depends on, you know, the enzymes in, in which we, we have available. Mm. Um, you know, based upon the us becoming too acidic, so we become actually too acidic. And that's that's something that we, we need to know, and that's where tumors thrive. Whoa, boy, boy. What do we got here? Um... Somebody said, uh, we'll eat fresh garlic all day long and no odor. Uh, stank caused by issue already in the body being attacked. I don't really know what that statement means, but we are. The lines are open tonight. If you want to call in, 347-205-9089 and uh, ask a question of the panel and the scientists uh, or state your research or the position that you are um that you come from, we are more than open to hear all about it. So I definitely um and since we are already behind a little bit on the show, I wanna go ahead and bring in bring in the professor. Let's go ahead and uh, right. get ready to bring in the founder, uh, you know, the uh, the big honcho, the uh the big brother. He got so many nicknames. I didn't mean I just I did not, I can't keep up sometimes. Uh, Shamrock. I like Shamrock. Yeah, he's just he he just he just doing it up. So I want y'all to go ahead. Y'all know what happens when we bring him in the building. He's like a tornado.
hits just keep on coming. Welcome, Dr. Nardi, to Coach K Radio and some time at night. How are you feeling today? Oh, fine, fine. Thank you, thank you. And um, uh, as usual, I was enjoying the uh, the discussion that was rolling, so that was fine. And uh, as far as garlic to is concerned, that is good. That's good. Well, well done. Well presented. All right. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, tonight, um, um, and I know if we have another panel member that is in the queue, just please press one, and I will um, bring you in. I'm not sure if um, Dr. Uh, Wynick is on. She normally calls in. Oh, there we go. Let me bring her on as well. This is another one of my mentors and close friends, uh, Dr. Elizabeth Wynick. Good evening, citizens of Earth. Welcome, human. Oh. And the hits just keep on coming. Welcome to the show this evening, good. Dr. Wynick. How are you feeling? Good, good. Good evening, Coach, Dr. Rabbit, good. Dr. Nardi. Yeah. Hello, good evening, Dr. Wynick. Yeah. Hi, Dr. Wynick. I was I was trying to make sense of the question um, that your blogger posted about eating garlic all all day and there's no odor. Um, <laughs> that actually raises a bit of a concern because if the liver is working properly to be able to detoxify substances, then you'll normally get an odor, whether it's in your sweat or in your urine or a taste in your saliva. And the fact that the person is not smelling anything would indicate to me that there's an issue with the liver and how it's working. So it doesn't necessarily mean anything that there's no smell after eating garlic all day. In fact, it could be that that person is actually um, getting more toxic from the garlic than other people who have have a smell if they're doing that all day. So I think... I don't know exactly what the caller was asking, but that's kind of raising an issue with me. Yes. Oh. Uh, Dr. Nardi, you wanna uh, you wanna jump on uh, you wanna jump on that? Does it seem like something wrong with the olfactory system? Uh, well, <laughs> as uh, as Dr. Wanek was explaining it, what was going to my mind was. Uh, uh, this man who died a horrible, horrible death, and uh, last minute he came to me for for help, and I could not help him. He has been a heavy garlic eater, and I said it before. I don't know whether you remember. I'm, I'm going to repeat it. Um, he developed a tumor in his palate, and he could not close his mouth. And he had surgery, and the tumor grew again. And he kept. He likes eating garlic because to him, okay, he has high he, he has high cholesterol, and two, he was told by a physician who is now practicing um, the naturopathy that garlic is good. Um, uh, is good as a good natural antibiotic. Good natural antibiotic. Uh, what I did was yeah, put a threw uh, bacteria into the in the into a petri dish, and then I threw a garlic in there. And what we were doing with the microscope, Doctor Marvin Perez and I, what we were doing with the microscope was, 
we saw how bacteria were doing kabuki dance on on the on the garlic. They, <laughs> they completely overpowered the garlic, and they are covered the garlic. And, and they, but wait a minute. If you say it is antibiotic and it kills bacteria, why do the bacteria? Why did the bacteria overcome the garlic? Why have they covered it? Why are they not dead? This alone proves that what they said about garlic is not true because it's not verifiable in the laboratory. Okay, does it work in the human body? How do you know that? In the human body, there is so much water that what you put in there is going to be diluted. So how much dilution is required before the antibiotic is going to kick in? How much is it? All these have not been proven. So I am more interested in what, uh, what has been proven and what is verifiable. Dr. Wanek said it eloquently, that if he had been eating garlic uh, all day and uh, uh, there's no garlic smell, not in, the, not in the urine, not in the breath, not in the sweat, then there must be something fundamentally wrong with all the pores and all the, all the excretory systems because the blockage that are in these excretory systems are so much, are so many and so huge that this person has very serious problems. That's all I wanted to, to add about garlic. Mm. And eat that much raw garlic will definitely put a damper on the romantic scene too. <laughs> <laughs> now, now here's here's the big thing, and I'm and this is all of us are passionate about this, but I would have to give the award for Dr. Weinick as far as the most passionate because she jumps on this. People just say, "Well, I feel better when I eat my garlic, Dr. Weinick." I just, you know. I've been eating for so long, you know. That's I mean, and, and and people say, and then the person in the chat room, he said, it's natural. And I said, well, who says it's natural? And his reply was, it's natural for me. <laughs> Dr. Weinick, we're going we're gonna to let you have this one. I, I think that there would have to be, as Dr. Narni was just saying, you know, more, more proof of what, what do you mean by feel better? And, you know, what else uh, is going on in your life in terms of how you're functioning? That's, a, that's a, um, just a fairly short snippet of what's going on. And I think in my experience, um, a lot of people think they feel good and actually because they don't have anything to, to compare to, they don't know what feeling good really means. And I guess I can speak from my own personal experience is that, you know, I went along for years uh, with a sense of feeling good. Um, But at a certain level, I also knew that I was not really feeling good in all areas. (laughs) Like I was tired all the time at night. I felt good during the day, but... I was tired at night. Um, I was tired when I wake up in the morning. Um, uh, I just didn't feel like I was getting energy from the food I was eating. I mean, very different things. I could say 
on a certain level to people, I, I feel good. You know, I feel fine. I'm, I'm strong. I, I exercise. You know, I do all the right things. But I think from my own personal experience and personal experience with um, uh, my patients is that uh, I think a lot of people don't know what feeling good really means. On a, on a cellular level, you know, on an on an organ on an organ system level, on all the fronts, uh, uh, sexually, physically, mentally, emotionally, organ-wise, um, et cetera. And that's you know that's that's what we what want people to achieve is is being more than feeling good, but being optimally healthy. Let's move on to mosquitoes. And the and the and the actual mosquito bites. Since we're talking about the garlic, we want to stick with the subject. And anybody can jump in where where you would like. Uh, what are the downsides of mosquito bites? Other than what really happens when a mosquito bites you? Why why am I scratching? Why 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 am I digging in my skin like that? What's going on? Dr. Abbott, Dr. Weinick, Dr. Narda, anybody can jump in on that. Okay. Um, if you are discussing mosquitoes, this is something that has been widely covered in microbiology, and it has been studied extensively, and I also went in there. I did not go into this study in order to repeat the theories that are out there. I went into this in order to find a solution to mankind's problems. Summer is here. And whether a person is from Africa, the United States, Canada, the Caribbean islands, South America, Central America, Europe, Australia, the Middle East, or Asia, it does not matter. It does not matter at all. We all have one thing in common. That common denominator is mosquitoes. Mosquitoes everywhere. Mosquitoes predate human existence, and they have been among the earliest disruptors of health. A mosquito weighs less than one gram. Less than one gram. But its saliva and the parasite it carries form a combination that can deny a person health and healthy longevity. Don't take a mosquito bite lightly. It is very, very serious because of its saliva. <laughs> Our saliva carries the salt called sodium chloride. The saliva of the Culex mosquito, the Aedes mosquito, and the Anopheles mosquito carries potassium chloride. If you study toxicology, you will know what potassium chloride does. In large amounts, it stops the heart from beating and causes death. Those of you who 
are aware of lethal injection uh, when people are being put to death, potassium chloride is one of the chemicals that are used. When mosquitoes, when mosquitoes also have this kind of salt in their saliva, in very small amounts, it will cause all kinds of chronic symptoms and diseases. It is potassium chloride from the Aedes mosquito, mosquito and Anopheles mosquito that makes all the viral diseases very difficult to cure. People have herpes 1 or herpes 2 or herpes 1 and 2. It is potassium chloride that keeps destroying the person's cells so that the growth factors are released for herpes to keep staying in the body. Oh, herpes is incurable. Oh, herpes is incurable. Well, go back to what happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Something beat you. If a mosquito beat you, you better find a way to ionize the salt from your circulatory system. If not, it will keep producing growth factors for the herpes virus. When I treat people who have herpes, I do my best, as I said earlier, that we look for solutions. We don't repeat people's, other people's theories. I do my best to find the salt that will match the salt that is in that person's body. And it is clinical tests that reveal that the viral load is going down and going down and going down. This means that we are doing something right. People have HIV. HIV is very difficult to cure in a person who has different salts from different bites in him or her. There are people here in the United States whose HIV is as difficult to cure as the cases of HIV in Thailand, in Malaysia, and in countries in West Africa, and so on and so forth. The Anopheles mosquito is found in the malaria belt. All the tropical countries, this is what causes malaria, through Plasmodium vivax and Plasmodium falciparum. The Aedes mosquitoes, mosquito is found in New York and all the north central states in the United States. It is found in some tropical countries where it destroyed the gallbladder and it destroyed the bilirubin segment of the liver to cause yellow fever. In Thailand and in other countries in Asia, it causes dengue fever, bone wrecking fever. Your bone is on fire. All your bones are on fire. And what are you going to do? You are going to take a drug to treat, to treat what? Dengue fever? You are wasting your time. You don't know the root cause of this disease. If this mosquito, if the, if the salt of this mosquito destroyed the stem cells that produce the red blood cells, the person, especially the shape maintenance of the red blood cells, the person will be predisposed to sickle cell anemia, either the sickle cell trait or full-blown sickle cell disease. 
the West Nile virus mosquito is mostly found in Illinois and in Minnesota. It causes a kind of inflammation and burning pain that if you don't address the root cause of this, you'll just be wasting your time. The Culex mosquito is mostly found in Missouri, where it is called the St. Louis encephalitis virus mosquito. On the east coast of the United States, it is called the East Equine Encephalitis Virus. And in the West Coast, it is called the West Coast Encephalitis Virus Mosquito. Mosquitoes are everywhere, in every country. Because they need our blood to satisfy, I mean, to, to fertilize their eggs. What we have to do is, please, if you are bitten by a mosquito, call symptometry. Call symptometry. We have many, many, many uh, particulates now. We have the particulates that ionize the salts in the saliva of mosquitoes, the salt in the wasp, the wasp bite, the bee sting. We have the bee sting particulate. We have the tick bite particulate, especially those who are bitten by the uh, Rocky Mountain tick. We have the snake bite particulate. We have the dog bite particulate. We have the Borrelia bite particulate. That's what causes Lyme disease. Oh, Lyme disease is incurable. Lyme disease is incurable. And you are using a drug to treat Lyme disease? Look for the Borrelia particulate. There's a jellyfish sting particulate. The ant bite particulate. The spider bite particulate, the bug bite particulate, the flea bite particulate, the rat bite or the mouse bite particulate, the centripede or the millipede bite particulate. We have this arsenal. It's here. So we are discussing this in all seriousness. So that when people have certain issues, they should know where to go. I come from Ghana originally, and they have many mystery diseases in Ghana that are attributed to witchcraft. This, the same thing also applies to, to, to Haiti, to, to, to uh, the Dominican Republic, to, 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 to Jamaica, to Nigeria, to many, many countries. And, oh, it's voodoo, it's voodoo, it's voodoo. It is not voodoo. It is not voodoo. Somebody either poisoned you with a leaf that has this kind of salt, or you were bitten by a mosquito a long time ago, and you never ionized the salt from this mosquito bite. And then the mistake you make is you go, you go to, 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 to a hospital where a physician is going to treat you with a drug. Then you make your situation worse. This is what is called voodoo. Stop, 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 I mean, I mean, staying in complete ignorance. It is not a witch somewhere, a human, it's a human being who's going to poison you, yes. But it's the, the, the salt of the mosquito that has never been ionized that will predispose you to all kinds of weird, weird diseases. We have a center for mystery diseases in Atlanta. They don't know anything about mystery diseases. 
address the root of the disease in the circulatory system. Ionize this. And if you don't have it, you come to symptometry. Don't be ashamed. Don't feel shy. Come to symptometry. I will stop here as far as mosquito is concerned. Dr. Lardy, I know that um, there are deposits. Like you said, when these things, they leave deposits. Can you, like, go over, maybe even talk about the deposits that um, the mosquitoes leave? I, I know you said the ants one time leave potassium, but there were different forms of potassium. You know, some people say, oh, I eat a banana, so I got potassium. So what about if you eat a lot of bananas and then you got ant bites or you got mosquito bites, and now you're saying that they've never been ionized, so they're continuing, the condition is continuing to get worse. Can you talk about some of these deposits and what forms they are in and each insect? So I want you to do spiders. I want you to do ants. Definitely want you to do ticks. Uh, anything that's 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 a summertime high. <laughs> well, it, it depends on where you go because sometimes I see people, I see people who, uh, who take a long walk in the in the forest preserve. Um, last time uh, we went for a long walk, three and three point six miles in the forest preserve, and I saw we were dressed with long sleeves and shoes, socks, and everything. And I saw people wearing short pants and uh, T-shirts, and uh, I was just shaking my head. They did not know what they were running into. You cannot walk in a forest preserve like that. If, you know, these things, tick bite and some snake bites have uh, magnesium, have magnesium uh, source. Dog bite, Borrelia, Borrelia, Borrelia is the most difficult because Borrelia, Borrelia has a, a, a mixture of all the three salts. That's why I mean, curing Lyme disease is, is very, very time-consuming. And please, if you have Lyme disease and you come to symptometry, don't think that one or two or three rounds of treatment will do it. That will not do it because a combination of all these three salts needs time and good strategizing in order to cure this disease. I'm treating people who have Lyme disease now. Their pain is much better. Their blood, their, their, their circulation is much better because we know how to handle this condition. Jellyfish has a combination of two, a combination of potassium and calcium salts. Now, that's why I said it depends on where you go. We are in summertime, all right? People would like to go into the sea to have a good time. Fine. But sometimes some of these jellyfish are so small that they come all the way to the shore. They're very, very close to the beach. And if you happen to be stung by one of these, well, you better call symptometry. If, if you make a mistake, by going for an injection or by going for uh, uh, a topical treatment, you are going to allow this to keep sinking deeper and deeper and, and then it's going to compromise many more cells. That's why people oh, have Dr. mystery Nardi, diseases. 
Dr. Nardi, wait a minute now. I just read the other day on the internet that you can use urine on a on a uh, uh, on one of those bites from the not the stink from the jellyfish. What about you? What about using urine as a topical uh, 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 treatment because it's natural from the body? Good, good. Urine, urine also has salts. It has chloride salts. Urine has chloride salts. But this chloride source will not go deep enough in order to in order to neutralize what really happened at the security system. When you are beaten when you are beaten by this fish, when you are beaten when, when you are stung, it goes straight into your security system. Urine is on your skin, on the epidermis, the topmost layer. It takes transdermal uh, absorption before it gets into the circulatory system. It has already gone into the circulatory system. You are wasting your time. The cells that have been compromised, you you must find a way to nourish these cells properly so that these cells bounce back. Your urine is not going to nourish these cells. That's the difference. The one that I know there's a culture, there are cultures in India and in, in Pakistan that use urine, that encourage people to drink their own urine in order to, 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 to sanitize their blood. This will only go up to a point. This will only go up to a point. I don't subscribe to it because it is too close to symptom treatment. Many Ayurveda, Ayurveda uh, practitioners encourage people to drink their own urine. I will not encourage it. I will not encourage it. What is the quality of that urine? When you do urinalysis, when you do urinalysis, look at the various look at the various components of, of urine. And this varies from individual to individual. What is the quality of your urine before you are going to use it? Do you know? So this is what I have for uh, those who rely on the internet. Information complete, incomplete. Thank you. Uh, go, uh, go ahead, Doctor Abbott. You have something to add? Well, I was I was just only saying that you know our, our skin has to have a, a certain a certain pH level to it. So you know using and and, and even certain parts of our body have to have have to have the, the proper pH level. So consuming urine you 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 really don't know exactly how that will will absorb and actually how the person will how the body will, will use it or even if it will be useful in that way. Doctor Nardi, can you please continue uh with the ants and the Different different deposits that um, these different insects uh, leave us with. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that was like some fresh information that I had just got. I just wanted to put that urine that, that, that urine treatment in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as as far as ants are concerned, I was only able to study three different ants. You know, uh, I, they are as you know, 
there are armed specialists who have identified as many as over a hundred different species of ants, you know, and um, I've only studied three. And the three that I've studied, these are the black ants, the fiery ants, and the termites. These are the three that I've studied. And one thing I found, one thing I found in common is magnesium salt in these three ants. So um, if you are bitten by, by an ant or by a group of ants, I do not know what kind of ants beat you, and I do not know the kind of salt that you are going to have in your system. So what I do is I line up the calcium salts, the potassium salts, and the magnesium salts in order to treat a person who was beaten. That is my best solution to all these uh, all these uh, 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 all these uh, parasites, you see, uh, whether it's wasp or it's bee or tick bite, snake bite, dog bite. The one that is more time consuming is Borrelia, which is uh, the one that causes Lyme disease. You see, so um, the names of the various, I mean, the bug bite, the flea bite, and all that. Most of them, if you line up these three particulates, take them in quick succession, depending on the person's susceptibility. There are some people who are so susceptible, so sensitive, that um, they cannot take particulates back to back. They cannot take particulates back to back. They have to take the particulate, one particulate in the morning, another particulate in the afternoon, and another particulate in the, at bedtime. But I would prefer that, you know, we do that sequentially, quickly. Bam, bam, bam. You know, yeah, three waves, three hits, and that is more successful. So that, so that some of the cells will not be, some of the cells will not be spared. So the names, the names are very interesting, but I'm more interested in using the dragnet approach, the sweeping approach, in order to get rid of everything. And this also sanitizes blood at the same time. You, see, you may be beaten, and then later you have you 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 have uh, then the skin will be itchy. You may be beaten, but the skin will be itchy immediately, and it will be itch, very itchy, especially tick bites. Oh, tick bites! The tick could bite you, and some ticks could bite you, and you will not feel the the impact right away. You begin to feel the impact years later. This is what led Dr. Samuel Hahnemann, the founder of homeopathy, to consider Sora, which is one of, he called it a curse on mankind because people were always beaten. So uh, Sora, and, uh, as one of the main or fundamental diseases of the human race because we started from the forest. Therefore, our ancestors were beaten by ticks, and this led this led to uh, uh, scabies. This led to scabies, and then scabies led to psora. So, Dr. Hahnemann considers uh, psora to be the mother of all diseases, and then all the others came to build on that. So, what I did was, I looked for the particulate for psora. And I got it. And when people 
have a tick bite or they remember they were tick, they were, they were, they were, they were bitten by a tick, especially in the Colorado, I mean Colorado with the Rocky Mountain fever and all that, this is what I've used to treat them, and the swelling, the fever, and the chills disappeared. So this is how I know that the particulate I use neutralize that this series of salts. Thank you. Now, for those who are listening for the first time, Dr. Nardi, they may not understand ionization. So in 30 seconds or 90 seconds or two minutes, can you please explain ionization? Because some people may say, well, I'm going to take this herb or I'm going to, uh, this right here always works. You just talked about topical treatment because some people say put aloe vera. I used to always, I run and something bite me, I'm going to run and get some aloe vera and put on. What is the difference between topical and, and, and ionization? What is ionization? Well, I don't know whether Dr. Walek or Dr. Abbott would like to jump in. Oh, absolutely. The, the the question is open to um, to everyone on the panel. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, Coach, the thing with with topical application, I mean, it's only on the skin. And again, as as I stated earlier. The, the skin has to have a certain amount of pH, and the skin has to be between 5 and 5.9 um, for the pH, or, or 5.2 to 6.5, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but as far as the ionization is concerned, when there is a, a block there, as you know, everything in our world is based on duality. There's a positive and a negative charge to it. So even when one of the ticks or ants leaves its bite, it, it it has a specific charge in the block. So what what ionization does is that it attaches the negative of the bite to make sure the positive of the particulate and the negative of the particulate connect with the uh, positive of the bite and there's this pulling that goes back and forth. There's an energized pulling that goes back and forth until it is liquefied because ultimately that's what we want to do because we're 94% water. So once it becomes liquefied then it goes on out through, through, the, through, the, uh, through the urinary system and you go to the bathroom and pass it out, as opposed to using herbs or pharmaceuticals in which the molecules of these, uh, of the herb and of the drugs are are too large to penetrate into the cell to actually sanitize the blockage, because that's why we use subatomic particles so that they can reach into the the most uh, delicate and, 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 and tiniest of places to merge with the blood and, and, and the lymphatic system to, to clean it out. And that's what ionization does. It liquefies the blockage. Uh, Dr. Weinig, are you still on the line? 
me see if uh, <clears throat> I don't know her call may have dropped, and then she may need me oh, to open sorry. up. Oh, Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I, 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 I think another way to, to say this is fundamentally these salts that Dr. Nardi are talking, uh, the salts that Dr. Nardi is talking about are literally crystals, just like the salt that's in your salt shaker. There's a crystal of salt, whether it's a magnesium salt or a potassium salt or a calcium salt, that's literally stuck in the body as a hard crystal, whether it's in the blood or whether it's in the cell or whether it's in the DNA. And once a, a, there is a crystal, a hard rock in your body, um, there isn't a mechanism within the design of the system to get that out except for the principles of it's technically called electrolytic dissociation or dissolving. So just like a, a crystal of salt will dissolve in water because there are electrical principles involved where the oxygen part of the water is more negative and pulls the positive part of the sodium, the hydrogen part of the water is more positive and pulls the negative part of the chlorine. So we apply the same principles but with the particulates that have an electrical charge that, just like Dr. Abbott said, can literally take that rock-solid salt that's stuck in the body that has an inability to get out and put it back in solution or dissolve so that it be carried in the water parts of our body and get out. And because we can't see this stuff, we don't know that it's really functional, but, but ultimately... Um, it's 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 the electrical corrosion from e- even the reactions that are happening day to day in our body, or from the the salts, the toxic salts we're talking about that are injected um, by the insect um, or the animal that directly gets dispersed everywhere into the body. So um, you know that's that's a huge um, a huge contribution that um, the science of homeopathy contributed was an understanding that there was a way to actually liquefy solids in the in the body because solids in the body just don't work. The body doesn't work with solids in it. The body works when things are flowing, like bile flows and blood flows and lymph flows. Um, things have to flow. Um, so... Now this is this is the difficulty that nothing will address except applying the principles of electrolytic dissociation. Herbs just don't do this. They don't they don't have the ability to dissolve things. What they can do is they can suppress a symptom because they can actually antagonize or block an enzyme that's part of actually the system that is an alert system. Enzymes help us to know if there's something wrong. If we take an herb that blocks an enzyme that's part of our alert system, then it just gets, Dr. Nardi was saying, just buried deeper and deeper and deeper in the body. And it's shoved away because and it's now been silenced by the herb. 
or the um, uh, uh, the the medication that by design inhibits the healthy part of the body, which is the machinery um, that's designed to alert us that there's something wrong. So I got a little bit winded on that, but <laughs> I, I I think it's important to understand that that literally there are, there are solid salts in the body that that cause blockages of blood flow, which means nutrients flow to the cells. If nutrients aren't getting to the cells, they don't work. They don't heal. And so literally, if cells are not getting nutrients, they're dying one cell at a time, and that doesn't sustain life. So I'm going to start with Dr. Weinig and get back around to Dr. Abbott. I want to – some people may be listening and say, well, I want to go – to the store and get my own particulates. I think I can understand this concept of uh, I'm not going to use herbs, so I want to just go get my own particulate because you have a lot of quote-unquote healers who call themselves healers, and they say, well, yes, my grandmother did this, my grandmother did that, and they're listening to shows like this, and they're picking up a little bit at a time, but they're not, you know, coming in becoming fully educated about it, and they say, well, I'm just going to go. There's got to be a supplement. If I can't get the real thing, I've got to be able to go get the supplement. What would you say first, Dr. Wynick, then I'm going to come through Dr. Abbott and back to Dr. Nardi about those people who say, well, I want to go get something that works similar to a particulate. Well, I just want to go to the drugstore and get a particulate off the shelf. Uh-huh. I don't know. The statement works <laughs> similar to a particulate. I mean, this this is a uh, what we're talking about is is applying science. It's 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 a discipline. It's applying knowledge. It's 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 accumulated knowledge over over years, and having the ability to understand the nuances of of what I was just talking about electrolytic dissociation, and then how everything interfaces in the human system. And it's, I think, very naive to think that you can go into a uh, to Whole Foods and just pull a particulate off the shelf that's designed to treat a constellation of symptoms. That's the way homeopathy was originally designed, is that you take the totality of a person's symptoms and then you take one particular off the shelf You have no idea what the potency is. You have no idea what the formulation is. And it it takes knowledge and it takes experience to know what you're doing. So um, it's very dangerous, in my opinion, to have that attitude. Mm, Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Abbott? Well, Coach, that is that is a, a a very you know it could be a learning experience for them if you know what I mean because if they go into a store to grab a particular off the shelf and they go oh I figured that I can figure this out it, it can it could hurt them more so than than it will actually help them and and the reason being is because it, it they don't have the experience or the patience to actually figure out what the problem is because one of the reasons why we have so 
many de- diseases and, and blood types, and, as, and I'm sure Dr. Nadi will can expand on this more so, is that we've used the herbs, we've used the pharmaceuticals, but however, even though they may have cleared up a specific symptom, you know, my, my grandmother was, was, a, was a midwife and a herbalist, yet, you know, there are still diseases that are left in, in our family. And why why is that? So we cleared up the, the symptom, but it just relocated to another area of the body. So without getting to the cell and actually ionizing the blockage, as Dr. Weining says, these are resistors in the blood that are built that are just there for many, many, many years, and then they go on to, you know, passed on through, through the genes to the next generation. And and that is one of the reasons why symptometry is doing the education and that it is doing now because that is the old paradigm. And now it's time for the new paradigm to understand that you have to know what what the blockage is and then how to remove it. And besides that, knowing how to eat scientifically. Eating foods that create that don't create heavy debris in the blood, and then also knowing about nurturance and how important that is as well. So it's just not as simple as one would think to listen to a show and to pick up a tip here and there and then try to apply it. It's you know without really investigating fully, it's just getting the tail end of the truth, and that's why. The American School of Symptometry is important because it is, you know, we are willing to train individuals who are open and humble enough to learn the facts. And that is really the most important aspect of this situation that we're, when you speak of someone trying to learn something. But really get the detailed facts about it. And this is what Dr. Naughty has done for many years, and he's uncovered some buried truths that were there, and he's now sharing them with us and with the world. Dr. Naughty, Shamrock, you up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, uh, In the wintertime, um, when you go to Whole Foods, you see that many people are buying one uh, particular that was made in France called Oscillococcinum. And because it is good for, they say it is good for running nose and all that. And these people go back and buy Oscillococcinum um, every two weeks. Every three weeks. Why? Because it works for only a short time, and then it stops working. Then you know what they say. They say, "Oh, uh, uh, these these things they are these are placebo. They they are just placebo effects. They have placebo effects. You don't know how to use these particulates. You don't know how to use them. So I had to." Spend time finding out the best time to take a particulate. 
what is oscillococcinum doing? It is not rebuilding. It is not rebuilding the tissue in the nasal passage. It is not rebuilding it. It is fighting the virus directly. This is symptom treatment. After you have destroyed the viruses that are there, after three weeks, you have another set of viruses that have invaded the, the nasal passage again. So you go back to the place and buy some more oxylococcin to do symptom treatment. This is the allopathic way of using oxylococcinum. We don't do that in symptometry. In symptometry, we give you the particulate that remove the blockages from the nose all the way down to your lungs. The blockages that prevent the cells from dividing so that they produce new tissue. In the definition of for health is tissue renewal. That's enzyme surplus. Tissue renewal. If you cannot renew the tissues in your kidneys, if you cannot renew your, the tissues in your liver, if you cannot renew the tissues in your nasal passage, you are going to have a chronic problem. How many people have chronic sinusitis? How many people have chronic sinusitis? Millions. And do you know how many people were killed during the 1918 influenza epidemic? Six million people throughout Europe were killed. And all they had to do was just renew the nasal tissues. They didn't have the technical know-how. We have the technical know-how. So don't just go to the store out there and buy these things. Uh, some of them have a C, 6C, 30C. Uh, when you are rebuilding tissue, you have to know the amount of, you have to know uh, the potency you are going to use. And the best particulates, the best ones are not found on the shelf over there. You have to order them. You must have a number with this, uh, with this uh, 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 homeopathic uh, companies that manufacture these particulates because they know that you cannot just use them willy-nilly. So please call symptometry if you have an issue. If you want to heal, what you see on the shelves over there will even confuse you more. So please don't do that. Thank you. Let's talk about the topical now, Dr. Nardi. I want to move to that in our last maybe 10 or 15 minutes before we open the lines up. We want to try to get out of here by 10 tonight. Um, when these things happen, let's, let's, I'm going to call the name out. So, Doctor Doctor Wynick, don't this is not you don't don't you say this, Doctor Abbott, don't you say it, and Doctor Nardi, I'll say it. Off, O F F. Yes, yes, I'm from the country, and before I go outside, I got to put some on my skin. And we grew up with off, and off has been making billions of dollars as a insect repellent. 
Yes, and exactly. There's other, yes. And, there's other, and there's other brands out there. But we really are only concerned with short-term pleasure. I just want to, while I'm outside, I just don't want the mosquito to bite me. What is a person doing to the largest organ on their body, Dr. Nardi, when they spray off or a uh, insect repellent on the body? Yes, yes. Insect repellent, insect repellent uses odor. It uses odor and chemicals to repel the insect. Deconstruct. Go to a lab. Deconstruct the chemicals that have been used to produce this insect repellent. They are organophosphorus compounds. Organophosphorus compounds. Some of these organophosphorus compounds are so unhealthy because they are designed to kill the insect. They are designed to repel and kill the insect. If they don't kill the insect, they will repel the insect. And this is going into your body. If you do not take care, some of your, you may lose genetic material around that area. And you may have color discoloration. If you don't have color discoloration, you predispose yourself to certain skin diseases in the, around that area. That area will begin to itch because you have, this, you have destroyed the cell's ability to produce protein carrier molecules. Protein carrier molecules are what modify the structure of water before it can get into the cell. It modifies the structure of amino acids before it can get into the cell. It modifies the structure of potassium and so on and so forth. What have you done? You have used an insect repellent. But in the long run, you are going to pay for the consequences. Organophosphorus compounds are designed to kill or they are designed to repel. They are not supposed to be in the human body. So please be better advised and be well informed so that you don't make these mistakes. When I go to Ghana, I don't buy I don't buy these things. I take my I take my bite particulates and I'm fine. The mosquito that bites me dies. You mean that you don't start itching and scratching when the mosquito bites you in Ghana? The, I, I, I heard the mosquito in Ghana was a tough mosquito. That's correct. That's why malaria is endemic because of the kind of anophilus mosquitoes that are there. But they don't affect me. And when people, when Ghanaian business, businessmen and women go to Ghana, they call symptometry for the malaria package. And they have it. So this tells you that we know how to handle these situations. So if someone is in the United States, all they need to do is let symptometry know what section of the country they're in. Miami exactly. That's why, I, that's why I took my time. That's why I took my time to show you, to read, to read uh, the map, to give you the, basically the map, the West Nile virus, Illinois, Minnesota, the Culex mosquito virus, and all that, Missouri, called St. Louis. I mentioned all these areas. 
Just tell me which part of the country you are, which part of the United States you are, and we will know what to do. Powerful. Now, what about after? Okay, the the mosquito has bit me or the ant has bit me, and um, now I want to talk about some specifics. Um, I want to talk about aloe vera and shea butter and, and, and coconut oil. People are people still will run and grab these um, grab these external uh, lotions and creams uh, and put them on their body. And 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 there are many out there that I'm not even naming. You know, natural body butters and things like that that people are using to uh, treat bites and things like that. Can you talk about some of the dangers? or some of the side effects, or are there any safe topical treatments that people can use for immediate, you know, re, you know, relief, not ionizing, but what what is safe out here for people to use immediately? Um, what, is, I, I don't, I, what, what is safe for temporary use does not, yeah, it's not part of my vocabulary. I want something that is going to prevent I am not into this uh, short-term uh, short-term relief business. That's not that's not the kind of that's not what symptomatic does. Either we prevent or we cure. That's it. So, if you keep repressing, if you keep sorry, if you keep suppressing the itch with some lotion, your nerves are going to pay. They are, they are, your nerves are going to suffer the consequences. Your nerves are going to suffer the consequences. There are some people who suffer from formication, as if something is crawling in their nose, as if something is crawling in their ear, as if something is crawling on the on their tie or inside their tie. Something happens. The nerves, the nerves there are not able to communicate properly. What happened? You kept suppressing something that should not have been suppressed. This is why I don't use and I don't recommend any topical treatment. Always address the root of the problem. If you cannot do it, then prevent the mosquito from biting you. Prevent the wasp from biting you. You think these wasps, you think these mosquitoes, do you think they don't know who is vulnerable and who is not? Do you think they don't know? They use magnetites. Whoa. Talk they use magnetites. They, they, they pick you. They pick you from a crowd, and they come, bam, and sting you. They pick you from a crowd. God created them too. They have to eat. They have to fertilize their eggs. You go and kill fish and eat. Why should they come after you? So these insects that weigh less than one gram have the intelligence to scope out the proper meal for themselves and their survival. But is that not what lions do? Lions, lions just watch and see who is limping, which animal is limping, which animal will not be able to run too fast, and so on and so forth. Then it just zeroes in on that animal until it gets it. This is how they do it. There are people who have to survive. Mosquitoes have to survive. Wasps have to survive. Who has you to be vulnerable? 
They said in science class, only the strong survive. That's what they said. Oh, Bingo. Okay. They said only the strong survive. <laughs> okay, so what are some of the foods that people are eating that really, really, really turn on the mosquito? Like you said, the lion is looking for you lamping. He's looking for the slow one, the one that's kind of weak, that can't get away and can't defend itself. He doesn't get caught over there by itself. What food or what oils or what things are people putting in their body that is making that making that uh, mosquito say, mm-mm, good, I'm coming to get you? Well, one thing is chocolate. The second thing is apples. Let me revise the order. The first is corn. The second is apples. The third is chocolate. Is that the devil's triangle? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, some people are in business. They are putting food on their table for their for their loved ones. So uh, let's also understand their uh, their objectives. You in business to save lives. Let's understand your objective. <laughs> I ain't in a I'm, I'm not in this. Uh, I told everybody at the beginning of the show this is a, a solution-based uh, 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 story. The executioner don't feel bad about putting the murderer down. It's just, it, it's just a piece of what happens out here. So if they've been making billions of dollars and they've been giving out the falsehood, and now the truth is showing up, then that's exactly what's going. That's that's exactly what's happening. And I'm proud to be a part of it. And I know the people who are listening in are proud to be a part of it as well. Um, what about alcohol? That's number. Uh, can alcohol be number four? Because you know this is the beer drinking time at the cookout, Doctor Nardi. They wanna, you know, you got to oh. some chocolate. Then we got some potato corn. chips, you know, and and some tortitos. That's the corn. And then uh, corn on the cob. Got to have some corn on the cob, Doctor Nardi. You know, and then we're standing out here burning our citronella candles. What does that look like to the mosquito? Well, no, I, I, I call, I call, I call is is not. Uh, I call affects affects the liver, affects the liver. But as far as what makes a person glow, what makes a person glow, glow, so that uh, so that uh, these these uh, insects identify them, um, uh, these are these are the big tree, these are the big tree. You can you can drink alcohol. You can drink alcohol fine, but they, they, at least uh, the alcohol in alcohol will not make you glow like uh, like diacetyl in chocolate. You know everything. They, okay, chocolate. You talk about uh, cocoa. Any cocoa product has diacetyl. You see, and uh, I don't think that is good. And uh, corn and apples. You know. My supervisor, uh, my supervisor manager from Symptometry has ear, ears of steel. I wanted to let everybody know that she knows exactly that I'm in the kitchen right now cooking some Simto Navy beans. So if y'all hear any background noise, I got some basmati rice and some Simto Navy beans getting prepared for my post, my post uh, radio show uh, semi-private in- uh, interview with myself. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Nardi, what about foods that turn the glow down? Now, we know that in the book, What to Consume, 
everyone should have a copy of that. If you don't have it, you can go to symptometrybooks.com and order the book, What to Consume and the Downside of Nutrition. But what are some of the foods that people could now start eating tomorrow that could turn the glow down? So let's say they go down on corn, go down on chocolate, and um, apples. And and go down on apples. What can they go up on tomorrow? What can they replace that with tomorrow? No, no. Oh, this is this is why this is why it has taken me all this all these years to come up with the with what to consume. I mean, the the the, the foods that are safer to eat, the the foods that are safer to eat are, are there. You see, the foods that are safer to eat are there. So I I cannot give this away. You buy buy the buy the book of what to consume, and then. And then, and then do that. And if you have produced an enzyme surplus, very, very good enzyme surplus, by eating uh, papaya or pineapple in the morning, and until 2 o'clock or so you want to take some, something that has some chocolate in it, well, others should not emulate your example. Others should not just emulate your example. Because you are eating something that has chocolate in it, there's no meat they can also eat it. You build an enzyme surplus before you are eating the chocolate. So even though it is in the cookbook that a few recipes have chocolate, well, don't, if you have an enzyme deficit, skip that, 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 that recipe. Don't, don't, don't eat it. I personally like to test myself from time to time. You see, I like to test myself from time to time. I would like to find out if after building an enzyme surplus and after eating this particular item, something is going to happen to me. And if nothing happens, it means that, yes, the theory has passed the test. I keep hurting myself from time to time, and this is how I'm able to come up, uh, this time I'm able to formulate the reversal techniques. If I'm not able to do that, then there will be, it will be difficult to reverse the damage that we do to ourselves. Dr. Nardi, how long have you been studying enzyme surplus in your own personal lifestyle? My own personal lifestyle? Only 10 years. Out of the 22 years, it's only 10 years. I wish I could have started much earlier, but the first 12 years were for me to to put all these particulars together, all these molecules together, I kept, I kept failing, I kept failing. Look at how long it took me to come up with formula A, system B. You know, I kept failing that, and failing and failing and failing until I got it right. So the first 12 years were really rough, 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 rough. Dr. Nardi, with you being working on your enzyme surplus Consciously, for the last 10 years, how long does an enzyme surplus last in your body versus a normal person who, you know, they just started realizing that it's very important to have an enzyme surplus? Do your enzymes stay in your body? Like no, 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 no. Can you eat one pineapple and you be good for the whole week, Dr. Nardi? No, 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 no. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Can you you and your granddaughter split a pineapple and be good for three days? No. 
wait a minute. Well, see, I was in the see, I was in the food police, and I was in the farmers market yesterday, and the sister had uh, four big things of strawberries, and I told her she didn't have anything to produce any enzymes, and she says, "I got my pineapple." Now it was her and two other children, so she had a a a sixteen year old daughter and a fourteen year old son, and herself and one pineapple. How long? Well, how far can the enzymes in that one pineapple go, Doctor? And no green peppers. There was no turnip greens. There was no lamb. None of that was in her basket. How long is that? How long is that enzyme going to last between those three people? Well, the enzymes between three people. No, it depends on what they are going to eat after that. It depends on what they are going to eat after that. If they decide to spend the day eating pineapples only, then they will have built enough enzyme surplus. To help them, to to help to 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 help them for the next day. But even there, it depends on what they are going to eat because the food the food colorings, the food preservatives, the food preservatives are going to are going to are going to rob him rob them of most of these enzymes. You see, that's why the enzyme surplus is on a day by day basis, on a day by day basis. Every day, every twenty four hours is different. The person you met. At eight at, at eight p.m. last night may not be the person you are meeting at eight p.m. today. Every day has a different set of vibrations, and this applies to our enzymes. So make sure that you build your enzyme surplus every single day. To live on this planet is not easy, and no one ever said it's going to be easy. So make sure that you keep building your enzyme surplus every day. Dr. Nardi, uh, we going one thing that one of your favorite phrases and Dr. Uh, Abbott and Dr. Weinig says curing is proven. So I'm gonna let you prove you you prove to us what makes you glow for the mosquito. I mean, from um, eating the chocolate. But what is it inside the corn and the apples that make you glow? Oh, <laughs> in in the in the in the apple is in the apple is. In the in in corn, you know you know you know what makes it glow. <laughs> in corn, you know what makes it glow. It's not potassium that makes it glow. It is cyanide that makes it glow. In the apple, it is it is not it is not formic acid that makes it glow. It is butyl. It is butyl alcohol. B u t y l. It is butyl alcohol that makes it glow. Oh. And then and, and then you say oh. Uh, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Go there and sacrifice yourself to the mosquitoes. You'll see. <laughs> what? He got me with that one right there. He said, "Go, he said, go out there and stand around the mosquitoes and test it out, man." Um, what? A, oh man, that was. I had another question on the front of my. On the front of my tongue too. I think I'm gonna have to go get a caller first before I come back to this question. We 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 rolling so fast right now. The calling number is three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. If you got a question for anyone on the panel of scientists that we have here, at Coach K Radio assembled every second and fourth Tuesday of the month for Symptometry Night. Please call in and press one. Caller from the two one six. I'm coming to you right now. Uh, but please, everyone, stay tuned because these questions do unfold some major, major things at times. 
So if you do have a question about what you've heard tonight about the bites and what you're putting on your skin, I know there are a lot of people who make their own creams at home and may want to ask about some of the ingredients. Oh, that's what it was. Most everything I find out here when I go get a soft drink has citric and absorbic acid. Will that make me glow, Dr. Nardi? No, no. Citric acid, citric acid does not make a person glow. No, citric acid does not. It's, rather, it's going to deny, it's going to deny yourself um, uh, very important uh, minerals. That's all, especially calcium, uh, because uh, that, that's what citric acid does. But uh, it will not, it will not make you glow. And what about uh, absorbic acid? No, ascorbic acid. No, ascorbic acid is uh, another name for, for for vitamin C. Uh, it is it is it is nourishing it is nourishing to the cells. But here is the situation. Yeah, it's very contradictory. You you give you add something that is nourishing to the cells, and then you you also add something that is uh, detrimental to the cells. So where is the balance? You have to strike the balance. So eventually, one is going to cancel the other. That's why people who drink. That's why people who drink sodas are not very healthy. You know, one is conquering the other. Mm, Contradictory things that we put in our mouth. Lord, have mercy. Dr. Abbott, did you have a comment before I went to the caller? No, no, I'm fine. Okay. Uh, Caller from the 216, we are so happy you could join us tonight. Can you give us your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, my name is Tammy, and I am calling from North Carolina. Hey, I, I, I can put the people back on their feet. <laughs> this is a dream come true. Hi there, Tammy from North Carolina. How are you doing, Dr- Mr. Well, hello, Director of Admissions? <laughs> yes, hello to everybody. Um, a couple of things. First off, um, great topic since we just went into summer, the summer season, so wonderful topic. Thank you all. Um, and for the listeners, I hope you are getting lots of information. But uh, to discuss, set the record straight, we have actively 12 students uh, enrolled, so we are working our way. We have more than 10, but I just wanted to make sure we get that correct. And for it's the listening awesome, audience... Baby. For the listening audience, um, we also are launching a six-month program. So if you're learning about this information, you're liking what you're hearing, you want to know more, but you're not ready to enroll in a course that is a year or two or four years in length, then I wholeheartedly invite you to consider looking at our six-month program. We're going to be launching this in mid-July, putting the final touches on the program. It costs $250. That's an introductory rate. And it will be two days a month, two-hour time slots on a recorded conference call. So you will get the link if you can't participate because we have some inquiries from people all around the world, and so we know that we won't be able to meet everyone's uh, time schedule. So the call will be sent out to them 
the the title of the program, and it's a certificate program, so they'll receive a certificate program at the end. And I, I need to say that you won't be able to treat people, but we are giving you some valuable tools, and you will learn some valuable tools that you can take back into your home, into your community, and to share with your family and loved ones. But it's a certificate program for disease prevention and healthy longevity. And just to give you a heads up, some of the things we'll talk about are um, thyroid and how it fits into the equation. And we'll talk about the liver. We'll talk about um, uh, herpes and different things like that. So just to give you a teaser, you'll have to enroll. If you're interested in, in enrolling, you can, and I'll say this twice because it's long, you can send an email to academics at americanschoolofsymptometry.org. Okay, so if you're interested or if you have some questions about the program, you can send an email to academics, that's with an S at the end, at americanschoolofsymptometry.org. Okay, so I just wanted to just put that out there for people. Um, but also, I was thinking about bud, bug bed, bed bugs. <laughs> uh, you hear a lot of hotels have been shut down and had to uh, close down because of bed bugs. Um, if Dr. Nardi or any of the people on the panel can speak to that, and I'll go off the line to listen, unless there are any questions from the audience, so. Excellent question. Excellent question. What about these bed bugs, Doctor Nardi? Well, these bed bugs, bed bugs, they come, they come from the, uh, they get their growth factors from the material, from the material, uh, the polyester material that uh, that is used to 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 make the mattress, and uh, uh, how the what exactly is in the material that attracts them so much and retains them. Uh, is something that is still being studied. But what we know is that what what uh, I know is that you have to change your mattress. And but you know it's so unfortunate that every hotel cannot change its mattress every five years. You know there are some some family motels that cannot afford to do that. But generally, after five years, uh, please uh, throw throw away your mattress. If you cannot throw it away. Um, then be expecting bed bugs to 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 start uh, uh, infiltrating your 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 bedroom. You know these days uh, mattresses are very affordable. Uh, well, it depends on the kind of mattress you are looking for. If you are looking for a ten a one thousand dollar mattress, well, you can you can get it too. But um, for your own health. For the bugs that are that to bite you and leave this parasite in your blood and this salt in your blood, I think uh, you better start saving some money every five years to change your mattress. We have, the we have the particulars that that uh, ionizes and uh, the bug uh, bite, but uh, it does not make sense to allow yourself to be beaten night after night just because you have a particular to keep ionizing the the, 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 the salt. That does not make sense. 
I, I know you said that it's still being studied, but I know the the new craze now is the and the end thing is these uh, um, these mattresses that are foam based, so they're not with the cotton, the coil, and the springs, but they're more foam based. Do is there any higher? Uh, you know, they offer more growth factors or can you know give off anything more so than the other the foam is is a, is a polyester is a polyester that is added to the material that attracts more that attracts a retained bulk bias. The foam the foam and uh, the formaldehyde and all that are not the the studies are still not conclusive. And uh, before I like to discuss a- anything I would like to see some hard evidence, and I've not seen it. You see, I'm only, I've only seen and I've only verified the evidence where uh, the, the, mass, the, the mattress that is sewn with uh, the material that has some polyester in it uh, is what attracts the bed bugs, especially after many years. And if you make a mistake and a baby pees on that mattress, then... The salt, the, 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 the scent of the salt, the, uh, is going to make uh, that mattress even more. Uh, will turn that mattress, sorry, into a magnet for bed bugs. Yucky. Mm. Thank you. You're <laughs> <Thanks. welcome. laughs> mm. Absolutely. And, Go ahead, Tammy. Right. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I just wanted to also give a shout out to the people who um, we met uh, over in Raleigh, if any are listening on the call, because um, we really wanted to let them know that this is a platform, as you said, for education, and it's it's based in science. There's no opinions expressed here, everything, and I like the way that Dr. Nardi answered that in the sense that until he has all the facts, he really can't make a a decision or make a statement on that and that's how we that's how we deal with things we go strictly by the scientific proof thank you you're welcome thank you and the hits just keep on coming yes 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 so tonight I think we have had a fabulous show tonight fab uh, uh, entertaining uh, educational, uh, very profound. A lot of things I didn't know. Uh, I mean, I'm glad that it was it, it kind of kept with the basics. Uh, Dr. Weinick, thank you so much for coming in with the advanced technology. She will come off the third turnbuckle on you. You know, Dr. Weinick, <laughs> she'll say, "Hey, what's that? What, what's she come up and say that electrolonic something? And you have to understand this." And she says it so. She says it so. Well, I want to just go back and download the show and then type it out. Doctor and Doctor Weinick, can you give us that word and spell it for us so we oh. can uh, type it out and um, search it? It's called electrolytic. E as in Edward, L as in Larry, E as in Edward, C as in Cat, T as in Tom, R as in Robert, O as in Orange, L as in Larry, Y as in Yellow. T is in Tom, I is in Igloo, C is in Cat. Electrolytic dissociation. C is in Dog, I is in Igloo, S is in Sam, S is in Sam, 
O is in orange, C is in cat, I is in igloo, A is in apple, T is in tom, I is in igloo, O is in orange, N is in Nancy. And it's a fundamental principle, a fundamental principle of homeopathy. And um, the science of, of the application of uh, substances uh, to achieve um, a healing uh, purpose. And the science wow. of electrolytes and, and uh, electrolyte chemistry is just fundamental to how the, the human body functions. But I, I do have one, uh, one question for Dr. Nardi before, before we close. And so what if you're not eating apples and you're not eating chocolate and you're not eating corn and the mosquitoes still bite you? Oh, no. Uh, is that, 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 that is true. So this means that you must have eaten something that has a component of these things because it's very difficult to deconstruct many foods and know what is, what is in them. Unless you have grown the food yourself, like people do, in a, in a, in, you grow your own food in your backyard or you have your own farm or you live on a farm or something, that's different. You know, you know exactly what you're eating. But so if you're saying you, the components of the salt, the potassium, the ca- the calcium, or the magnesium salt in something that you're that you're eating. That is correct. Okay. This is what this is what this is what makes you a target. This is what makes you a target. If you like, the best way you know you are a symptometrist. The best thing is if you are in your garden. I mean, uh, uh, allow three or four of you to be there, and then see the one who will be beaten and the one who will not be beaten. Well, I'm still getting bitten when I'm out in my garden. So I, I think what you're saying is that I, <laughs> I have to ionize. I, I have ionization to do. Exactly. So there is, there is something. There is something that, that keeps attracting them to you. Yeah, I'm going to pay more attention to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, even when if you go into their territory, they're going to be out in the garden or the flower bed. I mean, they hang out there, so. Doctor Abbott saying you, Doctor Abbott saying you and uh, you're on their turf. We know you like vegetables, uh, Doctor Weinick, and you like cooking in your laboratory. But they're still telling you, like, well, we're not coming inside, but you coming out here in our turf. <laughs> but this is just a part of. I'm glad that. Um, Dr. Weinick is letting people know that even as a scientist, she says, hey, I'm still studying too. You know, I, I still got some work to do. And this, to me, is just, it's just more proof positive that the science is so vast. The science is so vast and there's so many topics to cover. As Dr. Nardi said, there is no shortage of topics to cover for the next 10,000 years. So wouldn't you agree with that, Dr. Weinick? Yes, uh, once you get an answer, there's there are more questions, and it's just endless. Mm. It's just mm-hmm. endless. Well, I but um, actually now that I know that there's a quantum computer, has anybody heard about the quantum computer? Um, the quantum computer. A quantum computer, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. 
the qubit computer that that based, which is quite fascinating because it's uh, designed around the spin of of electrons and that's more or less uh, kind of right down symmetry's alley so with with the the reality of the quantum computer is it's kind of an endless application for um, the study of of particulates and the possibilities so uh, it's it's yeah it's fascinating wow well are you going to um let me know when you get one because I want to come over there and get on the internet on yours. Oh, I'm working on it. That's one of my projects. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Dr. Um Dr. Abbott, do you or Dr. Weinig or Dr. Abbott, do you have any up? Oh, this always happens. Somebody wants to raise their hand before we get ready to go home. So I want to honor uh our callers because they may have one of those uh drop a bomb questions. So caller from the eight oh three four one nine. Thanks for calling in. You're on the air. Can I have your name and where you're calling from, please? Yes, I'm Elaine Jones. I'm calling from Columbia, South Carolina. Hello, everybody. Oh, hi, hello, Elaine. Elaine Jones. Yes, yes. Um, my question is this. Um, you were talking about the spray-on off. They have now put something on the market that's like an off fan that emits something into the air. Are we still being poisoned by that system? whatever is getting out into the air, but it's not on your skin. That That is correct. This time the lungs will be affected, not the skin. Oh, Lord. <laughs> this time the lungs will be affected because you have many people on oxygen now. You have many people with collapsed lungs and all that. Your lungs will be affected, yes. Thank you very much. Wow. Thank you, Joan, from South Carolina. My mama's home state. I always can guarantee we got some intelligent people down there in South Carolina. Appreciate that. They got a little belt clip now, too, that, that, that they're making. They say just wear the belt clip, and it just emits something in the, uh, you know, I guess in your in your aura or something. Have any of you heard about that? No, no, no. But you see, this is why this is why symptomatic keeps saying produce, learn to produce an enzyme surplus so that wherever you go, you will never know what you are going to encounter. You will never know what kind of air you are going to breathe wherever you go. And don't think that this only here in the United States. It's it's in Europe. It's everywhere. So just make sure that. In order to survive, in order to in order to in order to continue to be healthy, please learn to produce an enzyme supplement so that whenever you walk through an organophosphorus compound, you have enough enzymes to liquefy that that compound. And if something happens to you now, you are taken to a to a place where they are, you're going to use a drug to treat you, it's going to make the situation worse. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Enzyme surplus is the answer. What to consume is the book. Downside of nutrition is the textbook. 
and my name's Coach K, and symptometry is more than a movement. It's more than that basmati rice on my stove. Symptometry is <laughs> a way of life. It's a way of life, Dr. Nardi. So we appreciate everyone who joined tonight. Uh, in two weeks, we're going to be talking about the Women's Health Book. It's about time that I go ahead and put that on, uh, put that on blast. And let people understand as we do a review why that should be one of your mainstay books on your shelf right now. So I appreciate everyone for coming on the show tonight, and we will see you all in two weeks. Peace. Peace. Thank you. It's awesome, baby. American School of Symptometry is looking for dedicated students who want to learn how to eat scientifically and live a disease-free life. American School of Symptometry is the teaching and training arm of symptometry. We offer three types of scholarships to help you with the cost of educating yourself and learning how to cure disease at the cellular level. That's right, cure disease. Our mission statement is curing is proving. Check us out at symptometry.com. That's S-Y-M-P-T-O-M-E-T-R-Y.com. You'll be glad you did. Or call us at 708-252-3621 for more information. That's 708-252-3621. American School of Symptometry.